Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Here in the studio with Scott Dawson. Scott is the president and founder of the Scott Dawson Evangelistic Association, and he is an evangelist for the 21st century. Uh, Scott is also the host of a podcast, Dawson Now. Yeah. And so we are very thankful to, to have him with us today. Scott, thank you so much for being here. Pleasure to be with you, Matt. Thanks for having me. And actually, I, I called you the president, but you're the CEO, so um, I, I guess that's uh, closer. Founder, whatever right, it right, is, right? Uh, you know, I just I, it's not a job, it's an adventure, and I think um, that's how life is supposed to be. Yeah, that's awesome, and uh, you know, so Scott was on the video series when we did this several years ago, and um, I still just think it's a really cool story how we met. Uh, I'm waiting outside of Nukes in Mountain Brook, waiting on my lunch appointment, uh, Congressman Palmer walks up. He's waiting on his lunch appointment. We sit down. We're having a conversation. Then Scott walks up, and uh, Gary introduces the two of us, and we just kind of connect, end up grabbing some coffee, and then uh, Tom Bradford invites me to uh, a little thing over at his office, and uh, so the friendship just grew from there. But but I love divine appointments, and Absolutely. and thankful for your friendship. Oh man, it's been a, it's been a joy getting to know you and. Uh, I still remember being at a Yellowhammer event with your with your wife. We were celebrating the women right. of significance, right. and she and I were talking, and uh, we were just lost in our own little conversation. Right. Then all of a sudden, I saw someone stand up. She and I both stood up, and we were stood up when they were applauding all the women of significance. <laughs> right, right, so. right. right, that was good. <laughs> that was really good. Um, so a question that I have for you is, uh, obviously, you get to impact lives on a daily basis, and you go all around the country. Uh, did you always know that you wanted to be an evangelist? How did you get started into ministry? Yeah, I came to know Christ early on in life as a child. Mm-hmm. And I know people question childhood conversions. Mm-hmm. All I can say is it stuck in my life. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really get serious about my faith till high school. And when I got serious about it through a series of events, I just wanted to share my faith. Tell people about Christ and the power of, uh, of the gospel. And so that eventually led to people inviting me to come speak. I never once said, I want to be an evangelist. I didn't even really know what that was. The only one I'd ever heard of was Billy Graham back mm-hmm. in those days. So I was just passionate about my faith. And out of that, I think, in God's divine journey for me, he just kept opening up doors for us to build a platform mm-hmm. to share the gospel. And my philosophy is wherever people are, The gospel needs to be shared wherever people are gathered. Most people think of evangelism in church work like Mm -hmm. we want them to come to our camp, our Mm -hmm. services, listen to our songs, Mm -hmm. listen to our things. And really, the evangelist is thinking how we can get the gospel to them. Mm -hmm. How can we go to where they are? Mm -hmm. And so um, that's that's probably one of the the most exciting adventures I'm on is Mm -hmm. how can I present the gospel in very unique situations? That's fantastic. And I, I am glad that, that for you that you know you had that encounter as at a young age and then it stayed there and, and you knew uh, that, that God was going to use you in a unique way. And 
uh, you know, for me, saved, you know, I think I was like seven years old. And then, you know, it wasn't until January of 2016 that I had a radical transformation in my life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was through people coming alongside me through Church of the Highlands, small groups, things of that nature, Brian Bagwell, uh, always give him uh, just high praise because he just challenged me in so many different ways. But um, it was somebody meeting me where I was and you know coming alongside me and really helping me grow. Uh, so I do think that that's important, you know, meeting somebody where they are. Um, so from that standpoint, you travel all around the country mm-hmm. and and obviously uh, we're in very interesting times in our country. Uh, a lot of issues that we face. What do you think is the greatest challenge that, that we're facing as a country right now? Pride. I think pride, and, and by the way, there's two forms of pride. There's mm-hmm. arrogancy. Mm-hmm. Arrogance is the one that we used, we can throw stones at the quickest mm-hmm. and go, how dare that person be so full of his mm-hmm. or herself? But the second form of pride is just as deadly, mm-hmm. and that's false humility. Mm-hmm. That's when you're writing the book, I'm humble mm-hmm. and proud of it. You mm-hmm. know, It's when <laughs> I can turn all the attention back to me. Yeah. Um, and I sense that with uh, with all of us, including mm-hmm. me. I mean, I'm speaking mm-hmm. to you, going, "Man, this is mm-hmm. this is my struggle." Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, if we could understand how powerful a principle is to humble yourself before the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, things can happen. So we we've got the spiritual issues, the fan, mm-hmm. the the pride. Then we have the social issues mm-hmm. of the breakdown of the family. Um, in fact, I was uh, reading a government study the other day that said, you know, uh, to escape poverty, mm-hmm. less than 5% of those in poverty mm-hmm. come from a home where a mom and dad both live. Mm-hmm. So one of, the re- one of the ways to escape poverty is mm-hmm. to keep the family together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you can see all the, uh, the splinter problems out there of, of, of drugs, of mm-hmm. violence. Uh, where is that coming back to? Mm-hmm. It's coming back to uh, basically what? First uh, John says, the lust mm. of the eyes, the lust of the mm. flesh, and the pride of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will that will trip us up every single time. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely agree with that. I know for me, I had to be humbled because I was prideful and I was arrogant and I was very cocky and uh, very um, reliant on my own strength and my own abilities and uh, and thankfully, God humbled me. Now, it was not a fun process of, of being refined. Right. Uh, so I would prefer to um, humble myself versus being humbled. It's a much easier route to take. But one way or the other, uh, one way or the other it can it's happen. Gonna happen. It's yeah. going to happen. And that, mm. you know, Proverbs 16, 18, we've always mm. heard pride comes before a fall. Mm. But that verse says a haughty spirit comes before a fall. Mm. Uh, pride comes before destruction. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason I say it's the greatest problem of our country, mm. because when we are so proud that we're not we're not listening to anyone else's counsel, mm. we're bent on doing it our own way, mm. then we're up t- to be left to our own destruction. Mm. And that's what needs to take place mm-hmm. in the country. That's the reason in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. when there was a revival, what did mm-hmm. the king do? Put him in sackcloth and mm-hmm. ashes because that was an act of humility. Well, I definitely think that, that when someone is so full of pride and they think that they can solve their issues on their own, they, they push aside uh, other people that are trying to help, and you know, ultimately they, they don't get the support that they need uh, they don't listen to advice or guidance or wise counsel, and um, 
yeah, I think that there is a, a lot of that going on. So, so what can we do as leaders? How can we uh, try to, to help people work through that, that pride and, yeah. and try and help support some of those people that are in uh, those broken home situations where they're not getting that, that maybe that strong male role model uh, yeah. in the house? And I know people are listening to our conversation. They may not agree with our uh, biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. But uh, from my point of view, where I come from, is leadership begins at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That we have got to be servant leaders. We've got to exemplify that in our own lives. That there's, um, you know, people say there's one life in the church, one life outside the church. There needs to be just one life. Mm -hmm. Jesus is not what I do. He He's who I am. Mm -hmm. And do I, do I still have those struggles? Yes. Um, mm -hmm. But I, on a, every day I'm on a relationship with him and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being molded into his image. John the Baptist said mm -hmm. he must increase and I must decrease. Mm -hmm. And that, that happens in that life mm -hmm. transformation mm -hmm. that we're walking through. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not acting like I used to act. Mm -hmm. and, and hopefully in five years I'm not acting then like I'm acting now because right. I'm growing in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so if we exemplify that, mm -hmm. the world now is just, they're looking, where is something that's real? Yeah. Uh, we were talking before we started about the um, uh, the cultural icon, mm -hmm. Kanye. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kanye's had this conversion experience, mm -hmm. and most people are talking about, well, mm -hmm. you know, is it genuine? Is mm -hmm. it genuine? I'm reminded that's the same questions they had about Saul. Yeah. But uh, Saul turned out to be the greatest missionary we've ever seen. Now, mm. most people hear him as Paul, mm. but in the New Testament, he was Saul of Tarsus. Mm. So uh, how can we see people like Kanye come to mm. know Christ? Even people that are, are cynics mm. towards Kanye, they mm. cannot get over the fact that mm. his entire countenance has changed. Mm. Something has taken place in his life. Yeah. So us as leaders, let's mm. exemplify it. Mm. Let's, let's be quick to meet people where mm. they are. And I think, you know, Scripture does say very pointed, pointedly, mm. uh, without vision, the people perish. Mm. We, we've got to have some leaders around here mm. that can see further down the road mm. than past the end of their nose mm. and say, this is where we need to go. Mm. People don't mind following a leader mm. if, if they trust him or mm. her and they believe that he or she has a vision mm. for the future. good stuff and you know with his situation um, obviously it is a dramatic shift from who he was and anytime there's a dramatic change in somebody's behavior or uh, how they were how they are now uh, I think that there's always that uh, question of is it authentic but you know the thing that I tell people is you know whether he's authentic or not like God knows our hearts and ultimately, he'll be the judge of, of that situation. But what he is doing is he's advancing the gospel right now. I mean, uh, a huge hit on uh, pretty much every genre of music. Uh, and, you know, just to see what he's doing at church services, you know, going in the prisons, uh, all of these different settings, uh, 
Um, you know, some people said, well, he's a great promoter. He wants to promote his album. Well, at this point, his album is Jesus. Like yeah. Jesus is King is the name of his album. So the more he promotes, the more Jesus gets glorified. Yeah. What I love is to have the pastoral recommendation. Mm. You're known by it. If your pastor will endorse you mm. and his pastor, mm. uh, a young man from Southern California, mm. he'll tell you, I mean, Kanye to his own admission, he's a better husband he's mm. a better father he's a better mm. son mm. uh because of what christ has done mm. in and what he's doing through his life and mm. uh i've uh, you know and i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow mm. but i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow in your life i don't know what's uh, going to happen tomorrow in my mm. life all i know is jesus says the thief cometh not but to steal to kill and destroy mm. and the word steal means to lure away mm. and so we got to be careful if sin was out there flashing in a neon light we probably would avoid it like mm. the plague yeah but all Satan wants to do is just get us to try it one time. Mm-hmm. Think about it one more time mm-hmm. because that's luring us away into our own flesh, mm-hmm. our own fleshly attraction. Mm-hmm. So Jesus says, I have come that you have life mm-hmm. and that you have it more abundantly. And mm-hmm. what I see coming out of Kanye mm-hmm. right now is pure life. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, uh, it's nice and it's refreshing to see. And I think the beauty of his message is, you know, if he can do it, anybody can do it. Absolutely. You know, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done, that there's grace and forgiveness for all of us. If you're willing to turn, repent from the things that you've done, and just, like you said, fall at the feet of Jesus and say, I can't do this on my own. Jesus didn't die for perfect people. Yeah. He died for imperfect people. Mm. And there's there's Thank no God level for that. there. There's no level there. We're yeah. all imperfect. We all, mm. We're all messed up. Mm-hmm. Just some people are have have had it more, uh, have magnified it more. Right. But down in the heart of the matter, we're all messed up. We mm. all need Jesus. Well, I think that that's one element that that the church has really missed out on. Um, I know for me, growing up, I thought that you know I'd made enough mistakes, and that's why I got distant from God when I went to college. And ultimately, once I'm there, I'm like, well, I'm past the point of no return. And, you know, it wasn't until I got to Highlands where I heard a life-giving message that, that there was that grace, there was that forgiveness, and it really, that there's no uh, disqualification for anybody. And when I fully realized that, that there was a loving Heavenly Father that, that just wants a relationship with us, you know, it, it doesn't matter what we've been up to the night before, you know, He wants a relationship with us, you know, the, the day that we're there to, to come before Him and... Um, you know, it was completely different than, than what I had heard or experienced before. And I'm so thankful that, uh, there are those life-giving messages out there now because, um, I mean, I just, I'd grown up every time the doors were open, you know, I was in church, but, you know, because I'd had the Bible beaten over my head, like, Hey, I got a better way. And now that was that lure of Satan that you're talking about that, you know, the partying and, and all of the, the stupidity of my college life was somehow a better way. Uh, but, you know, he sells the, the, the sizzle and, you know, but he doesn't tell you about, you know, the, the ramifications of, you know, that party the next day, the, right. the hangover still there, right. you know, no matter how much fun you had. And so I'm, I'm so thankful that, 
But I think the for balance, me, I figured it out. The balance there is, uh, to mm. me, the illustration of Jesus mm. with the woman caught in adultery. Mm. He loved her mm. uh, to the point where he could not leave her the way mm. she was. Mm. And so he said, go, your, your sins are forgiven. Mm. But he says, go and sin no more. Right. So God loves us too much to keep us mm. the way we are. But you, you have to, you know, he met her where she was, like what, like what we've already been talking about, mm. gave her a life-giving message, but then said, hey, look, mm. there's a new way. Yeah. There's a new opportunity mm. for you. So I, I'm, I, I think, um, you know, this is, this is not the um, theologian in me. This is just practical application, but I've mm. studied the Jesus movement uh, probably as much as anyone else, mm. and we've not seen a movement of God mm. since the early 70s. Mm. And God always uses the the one that's uh, the, the overlooked or the ones that's mm. coming from the outside corner to make something happen. Mm. Kanye could really be used by God to, mm. to, to, sh- to shake the mm. foundations of this country mm. for Christ. Mm. And then that just like our God, it's a God story. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, he always used the, the broken. He used the flawed. He used the less likely... Um, you know, the, the people that nobody expected and, and he used them in mighty ways. And, uh, so I always tell people, I think God's got a great sense of humor because he picks somebody, well, God would never use that guy. And then he does. And then it's like, well, why did he pick them? Uh, but I do think that, you know, the redemption is available for anybody. And, you know, I, I think that there are incredible things that are taking place right now in our country that I know I've never seen in my lifetime. And, you know, spiritual moves that uh, things that are being stirred up uh, in, you know, not just, uh, I mean, we see incredible things that are happening in, in our own church, but um, but throughout the country. I mean, mm-hmm. there are things, in, and obviously you travel in these settings more than I do, but I just know the things that I'm seeing on social media. I see people that I'm friends with that, that just got, transformed, you know, in a completely different part of the country. And now they're sharing, you know, the, the word on social media. I'm like, wow, you know, it's awesome. Like they just, they figured it out too. And, um, but, uh, so I'm, I think that there are incredible things that are taking place right now. I think he's stirring stuff up and, um, you know, and, I'm glad that he is because we need it. Because if this is all there was, yes. it would be a uh, a pretty sad situation. Well, all we do is we, we hear people arguing all around us. Mm. I mean, it, you turn on ESPN, and mm. it used to be sports, mm. but now it's two grown people screaming at each other. Mm. You turn on the news channels. Mm. You just want to hear the stories, mm. but all you hear are people hollering at each other. Mm. You go to the... Uh, uh, the political functions, mm-hmm. and they're screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. What's sad is when people come to church, mm-hmm. eventually they hear people screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the body of Christ has an opportunity to rise up and be different in this world mm-hmm. if we realize we've only got one enemy, mm-hmm. and it's not each other. Mm-hmm. And if we could link arms and instead of talking about mm-hmm. each other, start mm-hmm. praying for each other, and mm-hmm. instead of throwing rocks, which Jesus never did, mm-hmm. he only threw ropes. Yeah. And that's what we ha- that's our message to mm-hmm. this generation. Uh, I, I think that there are there's so many hurting, broken, and hopeless people right now, and they are desperate for, you know, just that they need a breath of fresh air. They need uh, somebody to to come and just share good news with them, which is what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. And you know, 
nobody's ever been turned off by God. Nobody's ever been turned off by Jesus. They've been turned off by people in the church. And so there's a great opportunity if you know, it's given to them in the right way for them to, to receive because they're, they're not going to get it on you know, Netflix. They're not going to get it on social media. They're not going to get it uh, in a lot of these other um, you know, platforms that they think this is going to be fulfilling. I mean, it's not going to happen with you know, alcohol, drugs, money, sex, any of those lures that, that people ultimately think, well, if I get enough of this, that that's somehow going to be fulfilling. And I would say, um, I don't want us to be confusing that um, we're the ones that save anyone and we're Mm -hmm. the ones that, um, you you know, we're just, we're just farmers. We're just sowers. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that changes. Mm -hmm. All we can do is introduce him. I'm reminded of the rich young Mm -hmm. ruler Mm -hmm. who did reject Jesus, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. he was attracted to Jesus at least to come and ask him the questions. Right. He just wasn't happy with his response. Right. Right. That's the reason I always tell everybody, Jesus is not going to meet you at a conference room Mm -hmm. to negotiate anything Mm -hmm. with you. He's very, he, he's very pointed. He, you come mm-hmm. to him under his terms, under mm-hmm. his provisions, mm-hmm. or you don't come at all. Mm-hmm. But if you will, mm-hmm. if I, if I could, if I could receive Christ for somebody, I'd do it in a New York second because mm-hmm. I know what he's done in my life. Mm-hmm. I know what he can do in someone's life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I can't do it for them. Mm-hmm. But man, I can sure be. I don't have to be their travel agent. I can be their tour guide. Mm-hmm. I can walk, walk with them mm-hmm. during this time, and that's what I think as a follower of Christ. That's what we, what mm-hmm. we are. We're tour guides mm-hmm. for someone's spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. vessels that want to be led by the Spirit and ultimately, you know, make that introduction, you know, maybe walk, uh, you know, linked arms for a distance. And I mean, obviously we can't walk the whole journey with them uh, more often than not. But yeah, I mean, same with me. You know, I know what he's done in my life and that's why I want to share what he's done. It's not uh, out of obligation. It's because like it's so much better than what I had before. Why would I not want other people to experience the same thing? Absolutely. You know, you tell people about a great dinner experience. You tell people about, uh, you know, this great trip that you went on. You tell people about all these other things that are fun and exciting. I mean, the relationship with Christ ought to be similar. Uh, Once you've had the experience and the encounter that, um, you know, it's changed your life. Amen. We're preaching, man. Yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be a conversation. Yeah. I'm like, man, right. Matt's preaching, man. Right. right. The events that you're doing all around the country, mm-hmm. you you meet with young people and just share this this news with them all over. How many events do you do on an annual basis? Uh, we do uh, probably right around sixty events a year. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been speaking since I was a teenager. I've, I've 
had the privilege of doing 2,000 junior and senior high schools across wow. the country, public wow. school assemblies. We don't mention Jesus. We talk about self-respect. Mm. Part of my journey, you're mm. valuable, you're lovable, mm. but you're responsible. Mm. Uh, I think the greatest message we could teach this, uh, to give to this next generation mm. is that uh, the choices you're making today will determine your lifestyle for tomorrow. Mm. And you can spend your life pointing your finger at other people and blaming mm. them, but you're not responsible for you're placed in this life. You're responsible for you're moving mm. in this life. So mm. uh, we do uh, this week when we're recording this uh, podcast, I've been down in Monroe County. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I speak to a church running 200. Mm. Uh, we'll do a student conference in January mm. with 10,000 mm. uh, with uh, Hillsong Young and Free. Mm. And our the guy we've been talking about, no. we just, we're about to announce Kanye West. Mm. I can say that because we've yeah. not announced it yet. Yeah. But uh, Kanye West will be with mm. us. So uh, I think the Lord has a way of tempering me. By he, I'm, I'm honored and blessed and, and humbled that I have the platform to speak before thousands. Mm. But I still love going to those churches mm. running 200 because mm. those people need the message. It, it's yeah. not like we should ever put a litmus test on mm. how many people are in the room. Mm. I always say when there's a burden, there, there's, there's a, there's a commitment. If there's mm. no burden, there's no bother. Mm. I'd much rather be in a small place with a big burden mm. than a big place with no burden. Mm. It, you're getting to see some brokenness in some of those situations, but you're also getting to see people, you know, hopefully have aha moments and, and realize, hey, wait a second, I don't have to do it the way that I've been doing it, and see that light bulb come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that it's still got to be challenging because you're still. Uh, you're running a, an organization. You're still dealing with people. You still have to drive in traffic. You still have to, you know, face the challenges that we all face on a daily basis. Uh, so, how do you walk through those challenges? And, you know, what do you do when you're you're facing a, a tough situation? Yeah, I think I'm on a journey right now of of what the Lord's teaching me mm-hmm. um, that uh, He's He's in control. Um, I've, I've been on a journey here recently through the prayer of Jabez mm-hmm. of um, a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. Pastor Hodges, was mm-hmm. actually t- teaching this at a round table. And he said, you know, you pray for God's um, blessing, his influence, his presence, and his um, uh, protection. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, every morning, I just start praying, God, I, I want your blessing. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I ask for your blessing, not to be mm-hmm. selfish, mm-hmm. but so that uh, you can build influence mm-hmm. in my life to mm-hmm. impact people. Mm-hmm. And with that, I need your uh, protection, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm going to walk through your protection because mm-hmm. I have your presence mm-hmm. with me. And so you can go through a roller coaster of emotions, mm-hmm. but I think the real strength is when you find consistency. Mm-hmm. When you go, I'm not going to get too high, I'm not going to get too low, mm-hmm. I'm just going to put all my faith and my trust in, in, uh, in Christ and so with that, um, man, you, you get to see some incredible things. You, mm. you stop acting out of your pulse mm. and you start acting out of your muscle. Mm. And the way I describe that is mm. your pulse is your emotion. Mm. And we're an emotionally charged country mm. right now. Everyone is acting out of emotion. Mm. Well, that's your pulse because mm. when you get startled, your mm. pulse goes up. Mm. Okay. Your muscle 
is fact, mm -hmm. is truth. Mm -hmm. And contrary to popular opinion, there is absolute truth. Mm -hmm. You may not believe it, mm -hmm. but that still does not uh, exclude you from right. the fact right. that there is absolute truth. And mm -hmm. absolute truth is like my muscle. Mm -hmm. It never goes, it never skyrockets mm -hmm. when I'm under pressure. Mm -hmm. So if we operate of, out of that, that fact, the mm -hmm. truth, we're able to withstand some of those pressure-filled situations. Uh, Pastor Chris always says, you know, you want to respond out of principle, not pressure. Yeah. And um, so similar to, to what you're saying there, and it is, you know, whether you are walking with the Lord daily or, you know, you're just living your life without it. I mean, we're all going to face those issues. So it's much better to, to try and do it in His strength versus trying to, to do all those things on your own. Uh, I love the prayer, Jabez, and uh, I need to get back to uh, to praying that. I was when he taught on it and twenty one days of prayer. Uh, I was praying that for a while, and I was seeing those you know things take place, and it was so good I stopped doing it. Uh, so <laughs> I need to uh, get back to that. But um, you know, I just want to let you know that that I know that you're making a great impact in so many people's lives. And, and the focus of this show is successful people that live a life of purpose. So you epitomize what we want to you know, model and what we want to mm. just let people know that, um, that, that you can live a, a life that, that is successful, but also making a difference daily. And that's really what we're all supposed to do. It's, it's to walk out the calling that God has in our lives. But, you know, so many people choose the profit over purpose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's we're going to have to answer for the things that we've done in this life. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that you're not going to know until you get to heaven what the impact looks like out of all of the lives that you've touched from all these speaking engagements and all these young people that made a decision at one of your events at an early age, and then how that, you know, impacted the rest of their life. Um, I, I think that's going to be a, a pretty beautiful setting when you get before the Lord one day and, and see, hey, look, you know, you did this here, you did this here, just like the person who saved Billy Graham. Mm. Um, you know, that, that was a, a pretty big ripple effect. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think to, for me is if you're not careful, um, You'll, you'll, you'll miss the fact that God is so gracious. He'll share his people with you. Mm -hmm. He'll share his possessions with you, mm -hmm. but he'll never share his glory with mm -hmm. you. I mean, that mm -hmm. is the one thing uh, mm -hmm. that I feel like my struggle is. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm kind of like uh, someone gave the analogy of a, of a spotlight being mm -hmm. on, on a dark stage. Mm -hmm. Everything is focused in that spotlight. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing over on the side, and mm -hmm. God's right in the middle of the spotlight. Mm -hmm. I'm the type of guy that kind of wants to get over there in the very corner of that yeah. light and just kind of wave my hand real yeah. quick. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Mom, yeah. and jump back out. And and I'm trying to find myself mm -hmm. going, Lord, it's not. A, I'm, I'm just a glorified expert extra in this thing mm. called life. Yeah. You're the leading man. Mm -hmm. You take charge. And, uh, you know, I'm not there, man. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you saying that, but I, uh, I've made so many mistakes in ministry mm -hmm. and, uh, but that's the reason I'm thankful. I don't, uh, I, I don't condition my ministry after someone mm -hmm. or, or some group. Mm -hmm. We position our ministry and our lives out of mm -hmm. that of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I never compare myself to someone else or I shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I should always compare, compare myself to Christ mm -hmm. because that's when I'm still growing. Mm -hmm. That's when I know I've still got a long mm -hmm. way to go. And uh, I just pray that that's always in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. 
Well, um, Randy Clark at the There's More conference here in Birmingham, it was either this past summer or uh, the summer before, he said, you know, when I come, I want to be like the donkey that Jesus rode in on. You know, humble, lowly, Mm -hmm. but I'm just bringing him. And so when we come and we bring his presence and we bring, you know, his spirit and we bring the things that he wants to do. Now, again, it, it isn't always easy to do because, oh, thank you for this or thank you for that. that no, I mean, mm-hmm. like that's him operating through me. It's not me because I know what I'm capable of, yeah. but, um, but it is a, a challenge to um, – it's always got to be – about him. It's like, he's always got to be that focus. And humility is not walking in the room thinking everyone else in the room is better than you are. Mm. To me, a true sense of humility is mm. walking in the room without the intention of comparing yourself mm. to anyone else. Mm-hmm. That's the difference about humility. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see someone who's humbled themselves mm-hmm. before the Lord, mm-hmm. their their identity is not found in what you think about them. Mm-hmm. Their true identity is found in Christ. Yeah. And so that releases you to serve other people. Mm-hmm. You know, because if if you have a problem serving, mm-hmm. uh, you're really going to have a problem with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he came to serve. So if it was That's good enough it. for him, the greatest leader that there ever was, then, you know, it definitely ought to be enough for us. Yeah. And um, I really appreciate you being here. How can people learn more about your association and then also uh, the podcast? Sure. Uh, if you're interested in the ministry, you can simply go to Scott Dawson. That's S-C-O-T-T-D-A-W-S-O-N dot org. Okay. You can go to dot com. It both goes to the same mm-hmm. ministry website now. Uh, and if you're listening for a podcast after you get through listening to Matt's podcast, mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to have you over at Dawson Now. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, it's about cultural catalyst. Uh, I say it's the men and women uh, who have uh, standing at the gates of culture, discerning the information that flows in and out. And there's so many different gates. It's, uh, you know, it could be everything from technology to religion to uh, politics mm-hmm. to family mm-hmm. uh, to to uh, business, mm-hmm. and we interview people om- mm-hmm. almost on a, every week, mm-hmm. uh, and you can find that at Dawson now. Okay, awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate it. And you know what you'll also find uh, with his podcast is we've got uh, a handful of, of crossover guests, so they've been on both shows. And uh, so that's pretty cool. I just listen to yours and then get all your guests after <laughs> yeah. you get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, and vice versa. Uh, but, no, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, I know that, that it's encouraged me, and I know it's going to encourage other folks. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we appreciate you guys listening in today. Hope that you all will check us out next time. You can follow us on Facebook at Living Life on Purpose. And then also, obviously, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find other episodes. So thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.